Welcome to season four, episode six of the I'm Still Standing podcast. This episode was previously recorded as an Instagram live about two weeks ago with my friend Habeka Zuanazi. She's an anointed dancer and teacher through a ministry called All in Worship. It was super fun to be interviewed by her for her platform. We had a chance to dance and worship together with the IG audience. And the song we danced to was Promises by Maverick City featuring Naomi Rain and Joel Barnes. You might hear a little tiny bit of a clip during the episode. This is also the first time I shared publicly that I have written a book, my first book called Radical Obedience, Commit to a Journey with God That You Won't Regret. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you should know by now that I love books, like love, love. Growing up, my mom had to force me to stop reading because I would get so lost in the stories, I wouldn't want to do anything else. I am beyond ecstatic to share that I have partnered with Audible.com to give my U.S. listeners a 30-day free trial. This trial gives you access to thousands of audiobooks. I was so surprised to see one of my favorite books, The Cost of Discipleship, by theologian and martyr Diedrich Bonhoeffer available. It's a classic that teaches us that following Jesus has a cost. And for Bonhoeffer, that cost was his life as he led Christians in the fight against the Nazi regime. As a busy mom, I love audiobooks because I can keep up my passion for reading while I cook, work, or relax at home in the backyard. You'll also be helping to continue this ministry because with every free trial, I get a small commission. Imagine, you can help this ministry and it costs you nothing. For your trial, go to audibletrial.com slash I'm still standing. I'll also include the link in the description box. Jen, she's actually a sister in Christ and we both uh, attend the same church, Toronto City Church here. Mm -hmm. That's where we met. (laughs) And it wasn't too long ago and we, I received a beautiful invite from Jen to join her I'm Still Standing retreat. So Jen, why don't you tell us a little bit about your retreat, what you're up to, but just to Mm -hmm. start off, Jen has a podcast, she has a website, she is the founder of I'm Standing, which I'm Still Standing retreat Mm -hmm. ministries. There's so much going on. And Jen has just finished writing a book about obedience and we are so blessed to have Jen here talking to us about obedience. We actually, the first group who Jen is going to be sharing a little bit about it tonight. Woo-hoo. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. It is the first time I'm sharing about the book. So this is really, really special. Um, so you said you want to know a little bit about me. So the I'm Still Standing started a long time ago, about six years ago technically um and we'll talk a little bit about that later i think like how god called me into that and you know um but last year we had our first retreat so the ministry is geared towards women and it's the real purpose is to help women get unstuck um from all of the whether it's heart hurts whether it's past trauma things that the enemy would love to use to keep us stuck and to keep us out of our purpose. A lot of times we get so stuck in what's happened to us or 
the circumstances we were born in, but God didn't create us for that. He didn't create us to be stuck. He created us on purpose, um, for purpose, right? So that's really what the retreat, the goal is to help. Of course, not everything can happen in a couple days, but the goal is to get people a few steps forward to have some breakthroughs. Um, so our first retreat was last year and Habeka was there. It was amazing. It was uh, like, God just <laughs> blew my mind. Um, the second retreat was supposed to be May 29th to 30th. But of course, because of COVID and everything, it was canceled. But the Lord has been doing a lot of other things, um, including, you know, the book. I was able to finish writing the book and I've been helping a few other other people in their ministries. Um, so, yeah, so the Lord had other plans. So that's OK with me. That's wonderful. Yes. And that's one of the things about, you know, being obedient. Right. It's kind of like going with the flow of the Holy Spirit. All right. So. Before we actually get into the deeper into this amazing topic, let's just enter God's courts together because I believe we are all already in God's presence mm -hmm. as we just uh, engage the Holy Spirit in every activity that we do in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. But let's just enter His presence now together. So I will invite all of you, wherever you're at, to listen to this song. It's called Promises. I love this song, by the way. Margaret, I, I, yeah, love, so I love it. I love it. It's about like, the faithfulness of God, and that's what we're going to be focusing on as we worship this and as we express our hearts to the Lord. Because worship this is one way, but you can move, move any way you want to move your body, if, just by extending your hand, lifting your hands, or mm -hmm. whichever way the Holy Spirit leads you. It, it will actually help you engage in the song. So let's do this together. I'm going to play this song here. I'm going to blast it. But my neighbors will be okay because it's just one song and it's not too late. So it will be fine. I fully believe the Holy Spirit is up to something amazing tonight. So Amen. God, we welcome you here. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in our hearts, mind, soul, spirit as it is in heaven, Lord. We welcome you here, Holy Spirit. Have your way in our lives. Have your way, what, your way here in our midst. Amen. Amen. so good John do you want to pray say anything that's in your heart sure. just go ahead sure Lord thank you so much for this opportunity for us to come together and speak about you Lord we just ask that your will will be done tonight Lord God and that for this next uh, however long we're on this IG live the next 45 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it is, Lord God, that every single distraction would be put aside, Lord, and that our ears and our eyes and our 
minds will be open to what you have to say to us and what you have to say through Habeka and I. In Jesus' name, amen. Definitely. Um, the main song I would say is "The Blood" by Naomi Rain and Dante Brown. I don't know if you know that one. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, amazing, <laughs> amazing. I love that song. I love it because, um, especially when I'm in, you know, the warfare. I guess warfare mode. A lot was going on the last few months, and I wanted songs that talked about the blood of Jesus. And surprisingly, there's not a whole lot um, that a whole lot that comes up, but that is, uh, I think it's a new one or fairly new. And that song, I love that song. It just, I love how it talks about the blood being enough. Um, it makes me think of just whatever is going on that it's it was finished, it is finished with the power of Jesus's blood that was shed. It's already done. We already have the victory. So I love that song. I love that song. So anyone out there, you should definitely listen to it. It's uh, The Blood by Naomi Rain and Dante Brown. So good. Definitely. I mean, I've seen that on, uh, I was introduced to it through YouTube. Mm -hmm. It was like a suggestion. So good. So good. Amazing. Amazing. So we are, I, so in worship, right? Everybody, I believe, has a different experience while they worship, and God speaks to us in very personal ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've experienced different forms of breakthroughs and uh, visions, hearing God. He does just, he communicates so much in that place of worship. Yeah. For you, Jen, like, just share with us what, what happens, like, what does worship do to you? How does that bless you? What what normally is your experience? If there's any breakthrough that you have uh, experienced in the past, anything that you'd like to share about worship, anything that comes to mind? Definitely, um, definitely, I experience a very a much clearer ear. So I hear the Lord a lot more clearly when there's an atmosphere of worship. Um, I would say that I hear him very well when there's an atmosphere of worship. But recently I'm trying to, I guess, shift the focus from what it does for me, which it does. But that kind of, um, for me, would be based on like how I feel, you know, am I going to worship today? You know, if it's for me, right? But I'm trying to look at it that it's for God, that we are sending up incense into his nostrils, this pleasant scent. So when I think of it that way, then it doesn't really depend, like matter what it does for me. It's more what it does for him. And then when I think of it that way, then it doesn't really matter how I feel, 
you know, if I feel tired or down or whatever, it doesn't really matter because it's for him. It's, it's for him. It's a sacrifice for him. And I, and I think part of it is, yeah, it doesn't change him, of course, but it, he made, he created us for worship. And then I think when we are operating in our, you know, in our purpose, which is one of the main purposes, if not, you know, the only purpose is to worship God and to please him. Then, of course, a natural consequence of that is that we are blessed and all these other things happen. There's breakthrough there's, you know, just the natural result of that, yeah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. We just uh, ask God for a this impartation and a greater anointing for all of us here based on what Jem said, that we would not worship God based on how we feel today, but really about based on who He is, like how amen. worthy He is, like, right? That we would just... Uh, be focused on ministering to the heart of God Mm -hmm. as opposed to what we can get although we will get a lot but if we shift that focus to just God I'm here to bless your name I'm here to exalt you so we just thank you God for this blessing and this greater anointing for each one of us here on this call to receive this grace to enter his gates regardless of how we feel. Amen. 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 Wonderful. All right. So how about us talking um, more specifically about your book? I know this is such a new thing and I almost feel like it's so holy weekend. It's so (laughs) new, but I'm very honored that you're here to share about your book that is going to be released soon. Tell us a little bit about how did this come about? How this idea came? And what was the Lord telling you through this journey? Oh, boy. It was wild. Um, you know, wild, wild journey. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about, I guess, the context of it. In that um, last summer, well, not last. Actually, it's been over a year. In 2018, in the summer, the Lord asked me to leave my full-time job to pursue, um, to work for him full-time, right? So... Um, I think we have, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but what that led to was, um, you know, just this kind of crazy roller coaster of this journey of obedience. When I said yes to him, I said yes fully and, you know, just committed to that, but that, that process wasn't easy. So about a year after that, um, a lot of things happened. The Lord asked me to go to 
the Lord speaks to me very clearly. So apologies to anyone who might find this strange, but he asked me to go to the dollar store. That's my store and buy three journals and that I'm going to start writing my book. And I was like, I was like, Oh no, I don't, I really don't want to do that. But okay. So I went to the store, bought three journals, started writing the book before I, I was barely started when he said, um, those three journals actually represent a series, a book series, three wow. books. And I was like, oh, Lord, okay, okay. So, um, and it's a radical series. So the first book is called Radical Obedience, Commit to a Journey with God That You Won't Regret. That one is done. It's being edited and everything. So praying that that will be out um, before before the new year. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, the process in writing that book. The reason why I mentioned leaving my job is because during the process of writing the book, as I was writing certain chapters, I was actually experiencing what I was writing about. So I was like, it was so strange a lot of the times. Like one of the, every time I read, I have a chapter in the book called Patient Endurance. That chapter has blood sweat and tears in that chapter like literally I literally would be like sobbing and right because I'm going through it I was go literally going through it and the Lord is asking me to encourage other people and teaching teach other people how to be how to be patient and I was literally going through it like the stories I write in that chapter are like I was literally going through it when I was you know I was writing it so um yeah it's been it's been a process that book has it's i hope that everybody experiences breakthrough and healing like i did even writing it because you know the lord ministered to me through scripture it's very scripture heavy in terms of like we use this i use the scripture to or the lord through me you use the scripture to teach us how to be obedient and all of the things that comes with that so like faith patient endurance um the rewards the cost you know obedience has a cost um all of those things you know we talk i talk about in the book wow yeah and I, this is actually my journey as well right i left the bank i used to work in the bank for a uh, seven and a half years and that was part of my journey i'm just in the middle of it you know, when our pastors text us and say, well, how can we pray for you? My answer has been endurance. Please, endurance. Girl. So can't wait to get your books on my hands because that is a real. I'm sure a lot of Ooh. you girls who are watching this video right now can relate to that, that endurance is a part of our walk and our journey that produces character, but it's not fun. My goodness, I'm in the middle of this, and I, I can say it's yeah. You know, we say, okay, Lord, we'll. Uh, it, this is process of sanctification, right? Oh yeah, it's no joke. It really is. And Nicole is like, yes, me. <laughs> <laughs> I see you girl it's it's really no joke but the thing that I discovered in studying scripture and writing about it and just having the Lord just you know give me different revelations is it really was never intended to be easy um this walk with Christ was always intended from the beginning if you look at the you know the disciples all of them died all of them were martyred apart from one um 
<laughs> this isn't uh, this was never meant to be an easy walk and for some reason it could be our culture it could be where we live as well because different parts of the world you know it's very different um that we have these kind of rose-colored glasses that we have a picture of what it's supposed to be like but um you know when jesus asked us to follow him he said forsake everything and follow me and everything means everything so yeah and of course there's rewards to that but you know the crux of the matter is if you want to follow him you have to forsake everything so yeah amen yeah it's no joke you know there's um uh, yeah and when we think about that very topic that's not easy like God did intend it to be easy in the garden, but after the garden, right? That was a big mess. We messed and up. <laughs> God, so Sometimes I do talk to Adam and Eve and say, guys, you know, but we know that all of us, if we were Adam and Eve, we would have done this exact same thing. That's exactly. the reality of it. Right. Exactly. And the thing is, too, it's not meant to be easy, but because of his grace, it can be easy. Like it can be there's it's honestly when you realize um I quote my favorite theologian is Diedrich Bonhoeffer. I love him, love him, like love that man. If you haven't read his book, The Cost of Discipleship, hey Ian, um, you need to read it. Something he says in there, I quote in the book, I can I can I'm not gonna quote it verbatim, but he says something like when you realize that what you had is not even a drop in the bucket to what God has for you, then is it really a sacrifice? Like, is really what you're giving up a sacrifice when whatever you walking in God's will is what he created you for? When he knit knit each of us in our mother's womb, he had a plan. And it's hard to imagine that or conceive that that plan that he had is not up to standards with the plan we have for ourselves. That is a very arrogant and ridiculous thought. It's just impossible. His plans are always better. So when we realize, when we really have that revelation that when we follow him, what he has is a hundred, like, not even a hundred percent, a thousand, whoever, like infinite percent better than what we had for ourselves. My job, although I loved it, you know, what, 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 I love so much what he is nothing compared to what he has for me and what he's um, created me for and created all of us for. So true. So true. But is this so, I guess this is an amazing segue to like, just think about what keeps us from obeying God. What is it this, I'm sure there's many things to it. This is not a short answer, but if there's anything that comes to mind right now, prophetically, that you can highlight and say, this very thing here, guys, and this, go for it. That's a really good question. Um, a lot. Ke- I think a lot keeps us from obeying God. A lot. A lot of different things. I think one of the main things is, uh, the obvious is fear. Like, what am I going to do? I have, like, I have bills to pay. I have, you know, there's just fear, fear. But sometimes it's not fear in that sense. It could be fear of people. What are people going to think? I talk about this in the book as well. Um, that, you know, you have to give up your rep- reputation when you follow Christ 100% because 
what the people, the old you that people knew is no longer. And um, sometimes that is, that's really tough. I think other than financial, <laughs> I think that was the hardest for me, realizing that people who were really close to me, like very close friends, family, they don't know who I am now. And not only they, they think I'm nuts, as well so so you know so dying dying to ourselves when the bible talks about dying to self we die to self to ourselves but also to everyone around us yeah everyone around us and it's really hard it's really not easy you know um especially when you you appreciate these relationships that you have with people and um yeah, it, it's tough. It, it's really tough. There's also, of course, there's so many different things. Um, fear of people, the also the lack of trust in God. A lot of times, really, what it boils down, we might not, on the surface, it might not seem like we don't trust God. Yeah. But really, when you dig into it, the fear comes from, but what if what you said isn't really going to happen? Or, you know, so that lack of trust, do we really trust him? And we know that from scripture and I'm sure from our own testimonies in our own lives that he's 100% trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's so good, right? This point that like God has proven himself faithful and trustworthy over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And the stories that we read in the Bible... In our own lives, when we stop and we think about it in different scenarios of our lives, and yet every time we're faced with a situation, uh, a scenario where we, we're, it's an invitation or an opportunity to trust God, then we like, it's like, okay, well, and, and, and it's so interesting that even if you, in a previous experience, you have trusted God and you have experienced breakthrough then, you would think that the next time should be easier if it should, but for some reason, it doesn't feel easy. We have short me- short memories. We have short memories. We really do. Like, we have the shortest memories. We really do. I know, and when we think about even the disciples, that passage where Jesus multiplied the fish and the, and the, the bread, right? Then, shortly after... They were found in the same situation, and disciples were like, "Okay, but how are we gonna feed these people?" And Jesus goes, "You really don't get it, right? <laughs> you don't remember you don't forget what just happened, like short time ago." Mm-hmm. And that's and that, this is us, right? But uh, there is so much hope. I, I, I can see that even in my personal life as well. Relates to fear, this fear of the unknown, right? Like this, this control we want to kind of. Be the Lord of our lives. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's hard for us to to trust, and and the enemy, as you said, he will always whisper what he whispered to Eve. Did really? Did God really say this? Was it? Is it really what he said? Did he say for you to go to this route? Is it really backing you up? Is it really going to provide for you? Mm-hmm. And it's just like a constant temptation, right? Mm-hmm. I guess for all of us. And, and it really, you know, um, in the book, I also talk about there was three months. Mu- I didn't leave my job right away. There were three months of um, disobedience. And I went, I went part-time instead of leaving my job fully. And um, 
in my mind, I, I knew I like I knew I wasn't hundred percent obedient, but <laughs> what I realized is, you know, eighty-five percent obedient is still disobedient. When we try to add our own like you know, our own sprinkle, our own little, you know, to God's plans. Like, who do we think we are? Like, really? <laughs> like, like, you know, I think about myself. I'm like, really, what, like, what am I thinking? The God of the universe, the God of the angel armies. I think I can just add my, you know, my own little sauce to his plans and it will make sense, right? It just... It's like, God, I have a better plan. How about part-time? It doesn't make sense. And of course, that didn't work at all, right? So it just doesn't make sense. We just can't add our own secret sauce to his plans because we're not him at all, you know? So. Yeah, I love your story. So how is this, this, your testimony unfolding now as we speak? And how is this obedience, like you've shared a few pieces of it. And Mm -hmm. how is this unfolding? It's, it's really, there's been, um, I could not have conceived, I like in my mind, and this is why, you know, God is God. I, a year and a half ago, almost two years now, I couldn't have even thought of what he would have done. There's so many things like writing the book, like, you know, I'm doing the podcast, which I was doing before, but now, um, you know, it's just at a different level. All of these things. Um, help, I'm now a licensed minister officially, as of Whoa. yeah, as of this week. I think I got my wonderful. certificate. Like all of these things are happening, and it's just it's wonderful. I would have never um guessed what the Lord has in store. So I'm just still, you know, being obedient every step of the way. Um, I have two more books to write for right now, and yeah, we'll see what God does. So it's just, it's wonderful what God is doing. It's really, I, I'm, I really need to remember <laughs> that he's in control and stop trying to take control and, you know, do everything myself because his plans are just so much better. And a lot of the times, even though, of course, we need to do our due diligence, like I'm a worker bee, I love to work and all of that. Sometimes that can lead into us trying to take control, but... Yeah. Working is fine, and what I realize is when God presents an opportunity or a mentor or whatever it is, um, that work, you're going to be ready for whatever it is. You just can't force whatever it is to come to be, if that makes any sense. I hope that makes sense. Yes, yes, it does. Definitely you have an intimate relationship with the Lord, and you're walking with Him, making steps of faith. God is like has been opening doors that... You didn't even knock on, like, he's just, like, keeps open as you keep obeying. Mm-hmm. What would you, what would be your advice for all of us here? Uh, like, practical steps to, for us to kind of engage with the Lord and and obey. What what would it be, any, any advice, any words of wisdom for all of us here who are being called to, the, to obey and it's been, like, a hard journey? Well, for those of you who have not, um, you know, been obeying, I would say obey. Like, it's nothing, honestly, it's nothing, <laughs> it's nothing complicated. Literally, pray, listen, obey, do what God says and do what he says when he says it and how he says it. Um, 
there's timing and then there's also, you know, method, what he says, um, having to do with what he says to do. If you're someone who is, you know, on your journey and you are obeying, um, be patient, be patient, you know, coming from a very impatient, naturally impatient person. (laughs) It could be, I know, like, trust me, I know it could be so frustrating. Like, it could be maddening sometimes. Like, I mean, and I share this in the book, there were times where literally, when I'm talking about crying, there were times I couldn't pray. It was so hard. It's still hard. It's still hard. It's not easy. Um, So be patient. If you're on this journey... And know that God, what God said is not going to be, it's not in vain. He's not a liar. Mm-hmm. And what he said to you is going to come to pass. So Amen. be patient. Yes. Um, and I'm on this journey too, right? So I feel like I've been meditating a lot on Romans 8, which talks about identity. And that's one of the things we here as a group, all in worship, have been uh touching on week after week and uh, it just amazes me even back to what you said Jim earlier that our sufferings now can't compare with what is waiting for us and this is one of the things that kind of motivates me to to persevere today and to obey Mm -hmm. is to keep my eyes on the rewards you know so like, where are my rewards again, Lord? Just remind me. And I just go to the book of Revelation. The first few tra- chapters are right there. And God will say a bunch of rewards for each of the churches. And we know that all of us, you know, those churches represent all of our churches today. And this is one thing that I look into. And, and, and as you said, Jen, that our sufferings today can't compare with what is waiting for us. You just can't. That is an encouragement right there, too. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And there are so many rewards. And when we, when you really think of the path that God has placed in front of you when you were born, and so all, all of us, if I, I would say all of us, will go off on some other path, right? Um, yeah. There's just no better way to live than in his will. That is the best place to be and there are eternal rewards there are rewards of legacy there are and i one of the chapters of the book is actually called um <laughs> the uh, rewards but um the main reward and i want us to shift our minds to and it's hard because it's nice to have you know think of these rewards and it's it's gonna happen anyways like we know it um but when we think of just being a friend of God. He, when we obey, he calls us friend. Um, and just doing what he asks us because we love him. Um, and of course, of course, we're going to get all of these rewards. There's so many different rewards, but when the first reward is pleasing him, I think that is, that is just beautiful. Like we love to please, we please who we love. And when we love someone, it's just a joy to please them. So true. You know, and all of these other things that are going to come, they're going to come, they're going to come. And we know it, you know, 
the crowns, the, you know, financial blessings and all of those things. But when we set our eyes on Jesus, because when we set our eyes on those things, they can become our focus. You know, there was a time that I just wanted to be rich. I, I was just like, I'm like, I was born, I was grew up poor. I'm like, no, like I need to be rich, but that can easily become a focus. Like wherever you set your eyes is like your focus, right? So if we set our eyes on pleasing him because we just, we love him, mm-hmm. you know, I encourage all of you to say, I love you, Lord. I want your will to be done in my life. Oh, Rebecca, you disappeared. Sorry. Oh, I- yeah um then that becomes our focus and everything else is just it's a natural consequence of our obedience all of those blessings are gonna come it's a natural consequence yes beautiful and we also think about this though like god calls us his reward we are jesus reward like the back the the most valuable asset in the kingdom of god is is people right Mm. so like we are jesus reward and he is our biggest reward the reality is like i've listened to a lot of mike pico i don't know if you're a fan of mike pico at the house of prayer and he talks a lot about that topic too and yes there's different crowns of rewards and I, i i i agree with that fully and in addition, he talks about that um, in heaven, oh, no, I should not go deep into that, but it's just like in heaven there are different levels depending on how you live your life, right? And you will be, you'll be reigning with Christ. So if you're going to be reigning with Christ in one breath, who, who are you going to reign? So there are people who will not be reigning with Christ because they didn't reign with Christ on earth. Mm. So in heaven, we will be closer to Jesus than some others would. So this is something that Mike Rico talks about. And just like, it makes me so excited to think that also Jesus is uh, actually the reality is our biggest reward. He's our biggest reward. He's our absolute biggest reward. There's all these other things, but they're nothing compared to him. Nothing. Nothing. Amen. So good. This is so exciting. I can't wait to get my hands on your book. We see, um, is there anything else that comes to mind, Jam? And I want to say this to all of you who are with us. If you have any questions that you want to ask, you have five minutes to do that. Just think of something. Jam uh, has written a book called Radical Obedience. And uh, what is the full title of your book, Jam? Um, it's Radical Obedience, Commit to a Journey with God that You Won't Regret. Yes, I was actually going to say that. If anybody has any questions, p- please put them in the comments. I'll do my best to answer okay. them. But yeah, I'm excited. I, I really, um, my desire is to see everybody, you know, everybody that I know, everyone I encounter, everyone that reads my book to hear well done, to hear well done, because, you know, this time we have here on earth is so short. And, you know, when we stand before the judgment seat, the th- what I know I want to hear is well done. Oh, when and where can you get <laughs> the book is not out yet. Hey, Janice. Um, it will be available hopefully by the end of the year. It's being edited right now. So, um, yeah, 
Just pray for the process to go smoothly. And there will be an ebook option and a audiobook option as well. Wow, what my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. And, you know, I want everyone to hear well done. And I'm excited to um, to be a part of this process with the book. I'm glad God asked me to do it. It's It's been a process, guys. And I had no experience writing. So if you're scared about doing anything the Lord has asked you to do, just trust him because he will give you the resources. He will... He will just use you as the instrument. He will give you everything you need. Amen. Amen. And in this, on this breath, like, as we talked about identity, right? What would you, how would identity help us, knowing who we are in Christ? How would that truth help us obey God? And, and mm. any thoughts on that at all? That's a really good question. I think identity and obedience go hand in hand, actually. Um, when you realize that God has, that you are his and he has your best in mind and your identity is in him, it's it becomes much easier to obey. Like, I think those things go hand in hand because when you, you know, when you have a revelation that you are his he has the best he is your father he has the best for you in mind it's hard to think that he would do anything that is you know that would hurt you or that um is not gonna work out for your good so i think identity and obedience go hand in hand for sure like i'm trying to think of an example hmm um do you have any examples, Rebecca? Has that affected your life in any way? Like, uh, I think there's just this assurance, like that. That there's that assurance. I think the more I've been uh, trusting God uh, and di- diving deeper in my identity in Christ, is. It has been helping me to trust because we know it with our intellect, right? That God is worthy. We know in our intellect that yes, He He wants the best for us. But do we really know that in our heart? As we go deeper in identity, for me, just as now as we are, we've been studying it, it's been helping me to just go back to the garden, that place mm-hmm. where Adam and Eve had full access to everything they didn't have to strive for food in any way right they just uh they just went and grabbed the fruits they needed they just reigned and just um, had authority over the animals they had a good partnership adam and eve they were just walking together with full unity and after jesus as i've been focusing on that place of garden you know where god was walking in the cool of the day with adam Mm. and eve it just makes me it's a beautiful invitation like yeah like adam and eve had everything they needed not only in terms of food which you think a lot about but in terms of clothing in terms of acceptance and that was one thing you touched jam earlier that i forgot i wanted to mention is that there's the fear as well of how people are going to see us it is the 
so like because the culture today values something very different than the culture of heaven values exactly like, it's all about your credentials it's all about how do you look according to how do you think they think you should look and it's all about you know what type of clothing you're wearing the culture is completely opposite of the culture of heaven right? exactly so when we really care so much about how people perceive us and perhaps a lot of them may think that we are losers at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> you know if we can just let that go and say no my identity is defined by the one who created me you Nobody need that else. yeah it doesn't matter even doesn't matter what they think even what how they call me and what they say how they treat me it should not matter and uh, and there's just like yeah Connie the culture of the world values things that the kingdom doesn't value absolutely absolutely and it's so when you're walking in obedience like man that is identity is so important because if you don't know who you are and whose you are you're going to be all over the place you're going to be wanting to please this person that person that person and you know it is it is hard it is hard because um you'll discover that you know you it, like the process will have like expose things to you that you may not have seen before where you may not have realized that you're placing your identity in certain things or in your job or in a friendship or but when it's gone or when it's disrupted you're going to be like why is this bothering me so much you know um but when that whole process honestly the process of refining as long as you're open to it god will take you on that journey and develop and just solidify your identity in him amen well according to instagram here we have only one minute and 20 seconds available so uh, i just want to thank you with from the bottom of my heart jen to have you here with us tonight sharing your wisdom, sharing a little bit about your experience. We can't wait to put our hands on your book and just learn from the wisdom and experience that you have received so we also can drink and eat from it. So if you just want to say a blessing to all of us so we can just keep walking in obedience and those who are not to just step into it, that'll be great. Sure. Thank you so much. I just want to say thank you so much. Um, to you, Rebecca, and to all the ladies, mostly, and men. I think there was one man listening. I really appreciate it. Lord God, I just ask that every single woman, every single man that was on this live tonight, Lord God, that you just bless their hearts, Lord, that everything that is a distraction in their lives that's keeping them from from obeying you, Lord God, that it would be set aside, Lord God, that it would be pushed aside, so that they could obey you in full, like in fullness and in truth, Lord God. We give you thanks for this night, Lord. I just bless these ladies and I just ask you to, ladies and men, Lord God, I ask you just bless them. Go before them in this journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Standing for so long, I forget I stand Oh